Hello everyone, this is Joachim from Sabaton, and you are listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstmann, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Rock and Metal Combat in the house. Rock and Metal Combat. What's up? It's me, Dr. Fuck, and uh, with me is... Oh, yeah! The asshole alcoholic and Wadley. How you doing, bro? Uh, I'm here, man. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, man, I haven't talked to you in about, I don't know, I, I, uh, two seconds? Yeah, but it's been about two seconds, man. Back-to-back episodes. Back-to-back episodes. We're knocking them out, man, for you, the fans out there of the, of the, that have been donating. And uh, we really want to knock out all the ones from last year, and there's still plenty more to go. Because yeah. we really want to get into the episodes you the listener has been paying for now and we want to get it up really soon so that's why we're knocking these out and we're putting these up uh you know uh not you know more than once a week so we can get right into it and uh this week is a very very monumental album but before we get into that album that you already know we're going to talk about um you have anything to say in yeah, I want to talk about Rockin' Pod 3, man. And I want to thank everybody who's donated so far this year. And a lot of people, uh, this is what's so awesome, a lot of people who donated last year that still haven't got their episodes. Uh, instead of bitching and crying, which isn't within their right, <laughs> uh, they're like, hey, don't worry about it. Just add it on. Let's keep going. Uh, you know, you know, Jose, uh, Ho- Jose has got... He he still got one coming from last year and bought three for this year. Jose was like, Jose was in uh, my live chat the other day on YouTube. Yeah, 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 man. I was like, dude, you fucking rule. Oh, Jose fucking rules, man. All all you guys rule, and you've been very understanding. Uh, you know what what's going on in our personal and professional lives. Well, uh, I don't have a professional life like Ralph's mom has a professional life. Uh, but uh, you guys have been very understanding, and, and we are going to honor everybody's request. Everybody who paid is, is going to get taken care of. But once again this year, you guys have just set the fucking standard, man. All these other fucking shows that are involved, uh, you, you know, their, their fans are fucking shit. I, I, I mean, I hate to say that because a lot of these podcasts, I love their shows, and I love the host, but their fans are fucking horseshit. And you guys have done this, but, you know, your money does go to a worthwhile cause. You, you know, it does go to, to keeping Rock and Pot alive, to keeping everything going. This isn't something that goes in our pockets. I mean, everything that, that uh, you know, we made no bones that, you know, the first part of the money from this year went to, to Ralph's and I expenses to get there. And everything after that's gone to the expo. But, <laughs> you know, this is how fucked up it is, but how awesome it is at the same time. Not only have the great listeners of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast covered our cost, but when it's all said and done, the listeners have still tripled the cost of every other buddy's donations. So, you know, Rock and Pod would not 
go on without the Rock and Metal Podcast listeners. That's a fact. Yep. Three three years in a fucking row. This shit would happen, not be the same as it is without guys. And it is shit on as Trump and I are in the podcast community. And there are a lot of podcasts. I don't make it sound like everybody hates us because there are a lot of podcasts that, that, that do love us. Not a but lot, there, but there are some. Well, well, not a lot. There are some, and, and they're great. You know, uh, Decibel Geek, uh, Talk to Me Podcast, uh, Rocket. Yeah, Rock and Roll. Uh, uh, what the fuck is Lee, Lee McCormick's Bruce Springsteen podcast? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other podcasts, you know, uh, podcasts and all those. Those are all friends of ours that love us and support us. There's a lot of fucking other haters out there. And a lot of those motherfuckers aren't going to be there this year because we're not paying for their ass anymore. We paid for their ass the previous year to yeah, get Yeah, but there. this year they have to pay for a table, so of course right, they don't right. want to go. And they use right. us as an excuse. So, so this year, keep in mind, you know, feel good about this because all of your donations... And we covered our our travel cost expenses like within a matter of days, and and Ralph and I always take the cheapest flights. We book a room together. We do everything to keep costs at a minimum. Uh, our costs in in a matter of days. Everything that you donate goes to the Rock and Pod Expo. It doesn't support the podcasts anymore that hate us. It just goes strictly in to making the Rock and Pod Expo three. The best it can be to secure a future for the Rock and Pod Expo, and uh, man, we can't thank you enough. It, it, you guys have rose to the challenge. Like, man, I I couldn't believe we we were so late to the game this year as far as fundraising, but you guys raised as much in a fucking week as you did like in a couple of months the last two years. I mean, just came out of the woodwork, and it's fucking amazing. But I, I can't stress enough for those of you who are going this year or on the fence, please book your hotel rooms, buy your tickets by July 26. Hopefully these episodes are up, uh, you know, by the next day. We're recording this on the 12th. I hope it's up on the 13th. But please, uh, you want to get a hotel room, get that shit by the 26th to get your discount. Because we're, you know, we're at a fancy schmancy fucking place this year. And uh, it's it's a little pricey, but you get a great discount if you if you reserve your shit by the 26th. So please do that. And anybody who's on the fence, like, eh, I don't know if I want to go. If you can go, go. You are going to hang out with us. We're going to get fucking drunk together. We're going to do all of your drugs and hopefully your mother and and have a great fucking time. Ask anybody on the page who's gone to the two previous expos. We spend every waking hour with you guys. You know, we, we're all about the listeners. You guys make it. We're spending our time with you. You go where we go. <laughs> I mean, you ask everybody. Uh, you know, all of the listeners go to eat with us. <laughs> you know, they hang out in our room. You know, you go to after parties with us. We spend all of our time with you because we appreciate you. Without you, you know... It's just the best podcast in the world. You guys make it the best podcast in the fucking universe. And we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for donating. And because of you, not only three years in a row do we have the best donations. Uh, we're the we're the ki- rock and pod kings. I mean, uh, rock. Uh, what is it? The podcast kings. <laughs> you know, 
everything because of you guys. You guys are the best. We do what we do, and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. So keep those donations coming. If there's an album you want to hear, let us know. We will do it. We have different... Uh, you know, brackets for whatever you can afford. Maybe you can just afford to pick an album. Maybe you can afford to guest on the show. Maybe you can afford to pick fucking a Sammy Hagar record just to be an asshole. And hey, we love assholes because that's a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, uh, man. And, and even if you can't afford that bracket, if you can just afford, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever, it's all appreciated. We will thank you. We will show you love for all the love you show us. So. Thank you. We hope to see you in Nashville. What he said. Yeah, what I said. All right. Well, without further to do, uh, we're talking about uh, a classic album this week, in my opinion. Uh, a, a legendary album that stands the test of time. And, uh, and, and the man who paid for this has been on my ass. When's this episode coming up? When's this episode coming up? But he's being nice. He does it with a wink and a smile. Well, it did not go unheard. And today we are reviewing the debut album from Body Count. Cop Killer. Uh, Cop Killer. Better him than me. Yeah. Uh, and I want to thank him. Gabriel, this is a guy. Uh, Gabriel. But Vallejo, if I'm pronouncing that right. I could be wrong. I don't know my Spanglish that much. Is it Vallejo? Vallejo, I believe, yes. Okay. Um, V-A-L-L-J. I don't know. Consonants. Vallejo. Of, Vallejo. Yes. And, and, and he's a rapper. Yeah. Sure. He, he uh, on, on my Vieira vault, when, uh, when uh, Eminem did that rap about Trump in the garage... Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my version of it, though it had nothing to do with Trump. It, had, it was just, I just rapped about metal. and But, you know, I said it, you know, like, I, I took the, you know, I did it alone on my Vieira Vault thing. I, it's only like a minute long. Well, he got that, and he added music to it. And it's really cool, man, what he did to it. And uh, even, at, you know, I mentioned King Diamond in the rap, and he even adds a little King Diamond scream in the rap, and... The guy's good, dude. He knows how to mix his shit, you know. So uh, I really do appreciate he did that for me. And I even made a video for it. So it's up on the Dr. Fuck uh, YouTube page. But um, I think it's called Epic Rap. It's the calm before the storm right here. Wait. I was going to start this off. Oh, yeah. Here's a rap I'm going to drop, drop. What the fuck? Get it. Hot, 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 bust the horizon, pay no Verizon, can't stop the Poseidon, Poseidon, then I break up my grandma from that asylum, with the help of my main man, the legend King Diamond, welcome home grandma, let me get you the door, later I'll get you some tea at the convenience store, store. the door is just jammed, I'll be damned, be right back grandma, just chillin', hang, hang, I'm in a bind. If she shits her underwear, then it will spread everywhere. Now! Fuck that, Granny. You're on your own. You try to fix the dough. I got to go. Going downtown to get a massage. And then listen to some Black Sabbath. Sabotage. Go pick up my entourage. And finish this rap inside a garage. All right. 
monsters of rock Who cares if Rob Halford sucks on some cock If it's wrong and a gong Play ping pong on the lawn I will still sing the song with my dong and a thong uh, That came out wrong Getting weird, I better now stop Come on Dr. Fuck, finish this chop chop for the shame, shame at the top of my game Sucker MCs, you all been maimed One by one, flame, flame, flame Now you all fear my name, sweeter than aspartame My flow can't be tamed One more thing I gotta say Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Fuck you! But uh, yeah, this album uh, When was this, 91? 92 92 uh, I was very, um, you know, I'm like, not, uh, not like the biggest rap guy. You know, I, I liked some rap here and there, but man, I really fell in love with, uh, OG and this was before body count came out. Yes. Um, and I, I, I bought the CD and then I ended up buying the ones before it and, you know, Ryan pays and, uh, uh, a couple other uh, iced tea um, power, power, power is yeah. probably the be- the better one of the early ones, but, um, <clears throat> So I, I, I really dug Ice-T. I dug his, uh, you know, gangster rap shit. And, you know, NWA, I think, did it the best. But uh, he laid the groundwork. I, I think he's an originator of, uh, of gangster rap with the song Six in the Morning. Uh, Six in the Morning. Yeah, I think that's the first gangster rap song. I, I could be wrong, but I think it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just dug him. I, I dug his uh, in-your-face attitude and... The OG album had the song uh, "Body Counts in the House," I think. Body, uh, uh, no, the, just the song "Body Counts." Okay, "Body Counts" on that album. So I was like, "Man, look at this!" You know, he's into fucking, and you know, he samples the song "Black Sabbath" uh, on that album, and you know, Ice T loves metal, so that made me even like him even more. And then this album came out, and I was like, "Oh boy, I gotta get this!" And yeah, I. I Look, I have some negative things to say, but musically, I, I love this album. And uh, and I think it's a solid album. And I have to bring up, and I don't know if he's alive or dead, I don't know. This guy called Paul, and his last name, I'm not lying, his last name was Gay. Um, but he used to tell everybody his name was Paul Williams. Um, he uh, Paul, Paul Williams, he wrote all the music for uh, Phantom, Phantom of the Paradise. Paradise. Yes, he did. Yeah. And uh, Rainbow Connection for Kermit the Frog. That's right. And some Carpenters hits, and he wrote a lot of hits. And he was really good in uh, Smokey the Bandit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I met him that day. Smokey the Bandit 3. Littleiness. Yeah. And uh, so um, he said, Paul Gay, this is nostalgia shit. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, I like it, dude. I think it's fucking good. But even back then, I had some problems with some of it. But, you know, I understand Ice-T's point of view, but I also think it's a little tainted from his upbringing. Look, I wasn't born in the ghetto. I, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, in, in gangs in, in, in Compton or, you know, where was he from? East L.A.? Um, yeah, well, I was born in Jersey and then, and then moved to uh, L.A. Yeah. to Compton. So. But, uh, you know, that... that there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, I'll probably get my ass capped for saying this, but hey, look, I, I don't understand the, the, the whole, you know, I got, you know, a bunch of M16s hidden and, you know, I'm badass with guns. And, I mean, you know, it's, people die, you know, over, over shit like this, you know, and I don't want to be Tipper Gore here and I don't, and I'm not for censorship and I don't think this should be censored. 
But you know what? He has a right to say what he wants. And I have the right to say what I want because this is the United States and you should hear both sides. Whether you disagree with me or not, um, it's what I think. And uh, we should get right into the album, man. All right. Uh, the, the first thing, I mean, there's a lot of things on here that's not music. It's just little intros. and starts with a song called Smoked Pork. You know, and the only way I can justify this fucking thing is if, you know, he was talking to a cop that was dirty and murdered people. That I can understand. But otherwise, the murder of law enforcement is fucked up. You know, who are you going to call uh, if somebody breaks into your house? The Crips? You know? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, I mean, it is... It, this is entertainment, okay? This is, some people are warped and will take it too far, so I can't, um, I can't like call for censorship with this thing. But it's just my opinion. I don't think cops should be killed unless they kill people that is unjustified. There's a lot of things that we don't know, but we are so brainwashed by the media and. Maybe you'll argue with me or not, you know, but uh, the whole Rodney King, oh, well. the whole Rodney King situation, you know, how they beat the fuck out of him. What happened before the film started rolling? I mean, I don't think they should have beat him up that bad. I agree, but wh- what happened? What? I mean, it's uh, well documented. The guy was all fucked up driving around. He could have ran somebody over and killed him. Uh, but you know, uh, maybe he, maybe what he did before the the camera started rolling didn't justify him getting beat up so bad I'm not saying he was justified or not but what did he do I mean was there a cause for uh, them to beat him up so bad you know because we just judge it by the tape and you gotta admit Rodney King is a big inspiration to this album you know at the time with the LA riots and and again, I can't understand that either. You know, hey, I'm pissed off. I'm going to burn down my own neighbor. This doesn't make sense. I'm going to burn down businesses of fellow brothers. You know, uh, I don't understand that. that that's lost. But, um, you know, I just think uh, uh, it's a little too... I mean, the guy's just like, I'm just sitting here eating some fucking donuts. All right, he's a rude cop, but I don't think he should be killed for that. Unless Ice T was like, "All right, that's the guy that killed that dude for no reason. Let's go kill him." Then I can justify smoke pork. What do you think of uh? Just what do you think of that little spoken word intro? Oh well, I love it because it's a mood setter for the album, and it is entertainment. Um, and it also speaks to, unfortunately, a large segment of the police force. Um. I do not hate all cops. Large? I do not hate, large? I, I, I would believe a large seg- segment okay. of the police force. Um, and, and I'll say this. Uh, between the ages of 16 and 22, I was pulled over 60 times by the police. I was given three tickets out of the 60 times I was pulled over. A lot of times I was just pulled over and searched as a young black Irish teenager, and uh, that's no bullshit. That that that's 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 a fact. I was harassed a lot as a long-haired kid uh, with a reputation in the fucking suburbs where there was no real crime. So let's let's fuck with people we know. So I knew cops like this, 
and there are and there are also very good cops that are, that are job and and I hate the police force as a whole as an institution I don't but there is a large segment of like just bitches who peaked in fucking high school who are just angry fucking pricks that that high off of having a little bit of power you know and, and having this badge and and that's just as a light skinned brother you know shut your phone off uh you know I, I couldn't imagine you know you know being being like a Wesley Snipes skin brother and and what it's like to deal with the cops because it is fucking different if it if you don't think it's different you're fucking fooling yourself you're fucking fooling yourself. You know you're full of shit. It's different. It's different. And uh, so I can see this, but I don't see this as an attack at all police. I see this as an attack on an asshole cop. And I've known a lot of asshole cops, and, and it doesn't mean they were all white cops. I got pulled over by a crooked black cop, too, you know, who got busted shortly after he pulled me over. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a racial thing, it's a cop thing. It's about giving an asshole too much power and what that can do. And uh, I, I've got no problem with this because I see it for kids. I don't like every fucking cop. I see it as something about asshole cops. And there's plenty of those, you know. And hey, I'm a fucking asshole electrician. But the difference is I don't kill anybody and I don't send anybody to jail. When I'm an asshole, it doesn't affect people the same way it does when a cop is a fucking asshole and when a cop has fucking issues. It's a very important job. A very important job. It's a necessary job. It's a job to be screwed like fucking crazy. I got turned on to work at video store, for Christ's sake. They should have the same fucking, you know, exclusion on somebody who wants to be a fucking police officer. You know, somebody who carries a badge and a gun and a taser and handcuffs and shit like that. That's some motherfuckers they should scream. You know, for Christ's sake. And I understand it's a thankless job and you don't get paid a lot of money. It's a dangerous job. I get that. But you cannot just let anybody be a fucking cop. It's a certain uh, special individual who can be a cop. And it takes bravery. And, you know, it, it, it should take dignity and, and respect. You know, there's a lot of things that should be required before you could be a, a, a officer of the law. You know, that you want to talk about a screening process. Uh, so I have no problem. If they want to smoke, uh, smoke some pork that's a fucking piece of shit, racist fucking cop, shoot a fucking way I got no problems no I have no problem with that either that that was pretty much what I said I mean uh, but if you're uh, you know we live in a society where uh, any cop gets killed you know I know there's several cases in, in, in Texas you know it's just a cop sitting there in his car and some guy comes up and puts a bullet in his head. you know and, and, and you can't deny that there's a lot of cops that get innocent cops that get murdered look my, my point Ian is that yes Dude, I, uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I also have long hair. And I've been harassed like you wouldn't believe. But here's the thing. Uh, I don't give a fuck how much of a dick that cop is that harasses me. I am going to be 
quiet, respectful, and not give them no shit. And let me tell you something. 10 out of 10 times, I was let go and respected. Now, I guess I never encountered a complete cocksucking cop. You know, like some people that, that there are. I'm not saying there's not. You know, there's a lot, believe me, there's cops that stopped me that they were pure fucking, they were fucking rude and they were fucking assholes. But once they saw how I reacted and talked back to them, they changed their fucking whole vibe for me. And they, they let me go. But you know, you also, they also check my record. You know, they all get your license and go back to the car and make you sit there for 20 minutes and uh, check, check you out. And then once they find out you're clean and once they find out that you're respectful, they're very nice, you know, and I got to say, man, I, I have I have zero respect for crooked cops. You ever seen Bad Lieutenant? Love it. Yeah. Fucked up movie. man. But you see that that's a prime example of, you know, but uh, of cops that should have a bullet in their yeah, hand. Yeah. And the, 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 they do exist. And they and exist. To act like they, they do. It, to act like they don't exist is, is just insanity. They do exist. But, but you know, th- there are good cops. And I'll be the first to admit, I have friends who are cops, you know? And I have I, I have people I grew up with who are cops who are fucking assholes, too. And, like, I'm scared that they have a badge because I know exactly how they are. They're a very frail, uh, egotistical person that, you know, was picked on and now they have some power. And, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous to have somebody like that in that much power, and uh, and like I said, all, all the shit that I've taken from cops, you know, it ain't nothing like a brother takes from the cops. You know that. Oh, Everybody. I know that. I know that for sure. For yeah. sure, uh, a lot of uh, black people, especially in bad neighborhoods. And look, this ain't no excuse. I'm just gonna give you a scenario here. Uh, when you have a job where you're constantly going to you know, a bad area where there's a guy beats up a, 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 a his girlfriend, wife, or vice versa. The the wife or the girlfriend stabs a guy, and they have to break up situation. Man, that takes a toll on your psyche. Oh yeah. So, so so some of these people probably were good people at one time, but they got twisted with all the fucked up shit they have to deal with. That they turn into these fucks that they should not be cops. I'm, yeah. th- I'm thinking people that turn into these vile people because of the situation of their job should should look for another, you know, uh, way of living. Yeah, no, it, no, and I will say this in a heart, dude, it's a thankless fucking job. And cops, unfortunately, are very underpaid. I mean, that is a dangerous, thankless fucking job. Most dangerous job there is. I yeah, think. but, but you, you, you have to be mentally fucking strong you have to be able to separate yourself from that shit and i can see where it can be a problem but yeah you said the same you know what you said is absolutely right some people need to step away and don't know when to step away and they have superiors who unfortunately might feel the same way and it's a dangerous situation for a lot of people it's a dangerous situation so yeah this this shit doesn't bother me at all and again it's a song it's a fucking Yep. Okay, how many? How that, many that, that's why I don't want to be event, uh, uh, like yeah. Tipper Gorish here. I'm saying yeah. this this could be like a movie, you know. That's how I view music too, you know. I mean, there's some music. I yeah, mean, you know the band Screwdriver, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'll be I'll be Tipper Gore over uh, over that shit because it's ignorant. Uh, yeah, but then, that's like saying uh, yeah, you know uh, you hear Motley Crue knock him dead, kid, and you're gonna not, shoot a fucking eight year old. Get the fuck out of here with this. You're a fucking a fucking idiot, or you're not. Okay, if something like this is gonna make you fucking shoot a fucking cop, then you were already a fucking idiot. Right now, my job. Okay, you know, fuck all that shit. Hey, wait a minute. I I like it. I get what it is, but uh. Man, we, we, we've gone real long on a song that's uh, not even a song that's 46 seconds long. <laughs> All right, why don't you take Body Counts in the House? All right, well, now we go on the next song, which uh, to me isn't even so much of a song as it is just a mood setter, and that's Body Count in the House. Uh, I love the music on this one. You know, it's kind of, you know, the lyrics repeated over and over, Body Count in the House. Uh but it does. It sets the mood. You you hear the you hear the musical tone uh, for the album, and it just it starts it off with a great fucking vibe. You know what you're getting with this. I love it. What do you think? Oh yeah, this is great. Uh, it's pretty much an intro to let uh, you know that Ice T has a metal band and he calls out each member of the band, and uh, I really dig it. There's a video for the song. Uh, for the movie Universal Soldier, that I was quite nice. I was quite surprised wasn't on YouTube, so uh, I put it up on YouTube. So I think that's the only way you can see it is on my channel. That's with Dolph Lundgren and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? I believe so. Yes. I don't think I've ever even seen that movie, but um, yeah, it's cool. You know, it's it's a metal tune, you know, and uh, and I'll touch upon. Uh, uh, this band in a, in, a, in a song coming up as far as uh, the whole the whole vibe of this band is really uh, this band is extremely important I think uh, Body Count is a very important band musically uh, to the metal scene uh, than uh, just about any band because of uh, their attitude, Ice-T's attitude, the way he, he turns a phrase, you know, in a, in a future song coming up. But this is a song saying, look, we can rock, you know, so check, check out my band, you know. And it, and it was a really good band. And something I, I should touch upon was, um, I was telling Ian before we started recording this, that uh, I saw this tour and I met every member of Body Count, which unfortunately they're all gone, except for Ernie C and Ice T. But you know, I met Moose Man and Beatmaster V and all those people, and they all signed my Cop Killer CD. Now, when I saw them play, did, did they rob you? <laughs> Donald Trump in the house. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump in the house. Donald Trump. Anyway, so um, you know what's cool about them, uh, <laughs> dude? They they did have a posse <laughs> that that was that was uh, that had those big ass brick phones. Remember those brick phones? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, they were all so cool. And Ice T was the last person to show up. But I got I got and this is all in daytime by the way. And I gotta bring this up because this happened right when, maybe a month or two, right when they took Cop Killer off the album. Uh, I don't think they, they they toured for this album until after all that controversy. So when they took the Cop Killer song off the album, um, you know, Ice-T was still like public enemy number one. I mean, all you see is that. But you'll never believe Ice-T showed up in a taxi alone 
wearing a big ass fucking white shirt that had Roadrunner on it, <laughs> like a like a Warner Brothers, you know. I think it was Roadrunner and Coyote. And uh, he comes out, and we're all there. And man, he was as nice can be, except to one guy. Uh, one guy gave him a CD, and he looked at me, goes, "The fuck you doing with this shit?" Because that was the one that didn't have Cop Killer. <laughs> and he goes, "What? You bought this shit late?" And the guy's like, "Oh." He's like, fuck, man. You know, but <laughs> but he was super cool. He was super nice to us, and he signed all the shit. We hung out, you know, and um, it was Body Count, Exodus, DRI, and Propane. It was wow, a, what a lineup, dude. What a lineup. And, uh, uh, and it was cool because during Propane, I was up in the balcony, and who comes up there? Ice-T. Ice-T goes up there and sits down and watches the show alone. No bodyguards, no nothing. And he had a, he had like a posse. I mean, before he showed up, there were a bunch of people. You know, there, you know, he had a bunch of brothers working for him, all his roadies with the brick phones and shit. But um, and there were cops. Uh, it was heavily security because you know, I mean, his body count. You know, and, uh, they thought there was gonna be trouble. So a lot of cops were there. There was no problems. Everything. It's the only show where the cops were there to protect you from the band. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool. Their, their stage set had uh, that yellow tape, you know, that yellow cop tape all yeah. over it and shit. And uh, they were amazing live. They, every band that night delivered. And uh, I hung out with Exodus. That, that was the day where I met Steve Souza and had him sign my, um, what was it, Lunatic Parade vinyl. And oh, he was nice. like, he was like, what is this? <laughs> I ain't and then he like looks at the, their bass player, I forgot his name, the Rob, the original guy. Yeah. Did you know they put this out? What the <laughs> fuck? And I was like, yeah, dude, Good Morning, which is a great, great Blackfoot song. Is the B-side goes, dude, I had no idea this was out. And he then, uh, and then Rick came out and invited me on the bus to smoke weed. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so um, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, Just to show you, all white guys do drugs. And, you know, and look, and, and they uh, they twirl body count. Um, next song is just called Body Count, is it? No, no. Next, Well, there's a little interlude called Now Sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, n- n- Now Sports is basically... Uh, How, you know, yeah, like a, a tidbit of somebody getting murdered, right? Yeah, like 17 black youths were killed today in South Central L.A. Now Sports. Right, right. <laughs> you know, which shows you about what's going on in South Central LA. You know that it was an afterthought. You know that shit happens. Okay, now here's Tom with the weather. Yeah, it's you know in the media. You gotta love it. Like 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 your shit with Che. Most people, like most white people, if they even know about Che, would not give a shit because it doesn't impact their lives. Right. It it has nothing to do with them. You know, also know on the other what it's like to hear some fucking, you know, girl from Ohio talk about how revolution Che was. Like, bitch, no fucking idea. Let me tell you what Che was like. Because yeah. you, you know from, from, from your relatives, from what you went through, you know the real shit. You don't know this bullshit fucking, you know, fantasy story. Propaganda. You, yeah, you know reality, and, and that, that that is not unique to just you. It happens to other races and other other situations. You know what it's really like. You know that's like somebody trying to tell somebody who 
who lived in the fucking hood, you know, whether or not, you know, they were a gangster or they were a fucking Rhodes Scholar. They might have had the same instance with, with, with police brutality, with, with, you know, mass shootings or stuff like that, that know a little bit more than somebody who's just read something in a book or saw something on TV. And that's why I always like to come back, like what you have with Che is near and dear to your heart because that's affected your life and in your family's lives. And you've seen the horrors and the atrocities and you know the real shit. But not everybody knows the real shit. Some people get this, like, uh, you know, fantasy fucking thing of Che. He's like, a he- you know the deal. The you- same thing, this is them telling their story uh, of their reality, you know? Jay-Z wears a Che shirt. He would have yeah. been, been killed by Che. <laughs> right, know? right. Che hated blacks. He hated right, gays. Right, right. And you know that, and that just shows you how ill-informed Jay Z is. And he's a billionaire. He's he was just he was just. uh, I just read something about him. He is now officially the richest rapper ever. I I believe he's a billionaire now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, well, so is Dr. Dre, but Jay Z has more money than Dre. But you know, it it just goes to show, man. You you can you can be misinformed and make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The, the ignorance. And, and then there's also, like, the fringe, like, I'm just trying to be cool. I'm trying to be countercultural, you know. And this is, like, the hip thing to do because the media told me, like, hey, this is what's cool. But you know the real, what's real with Che. Oh, yeah, I do. And, you, you know, and your, and your family know. Your relatives know. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with these guys. We can have our opinions and what we've heard and stuff like that. These are people who really have to deal with it day in and day out. And for the most part, you know, and, and seeing firsthand, I'll take their story over some fucking, you know, and I, I, I'm the guy that votes Democrat, even though I'm independent. I'll, I'll take their story over some overprivileged fucking liberal any day of the week. That reads it from a book from somebody that Ex- didn't live it. Exactly, exactly. And that's the same way, like, did you see all these motherfuckers A-shirts? That if they knew what your family knew, they would never wear that shit if they had an ounce of self-respect. Exactly. But if you flip the coin over, I love this country so much that I allow them. I I am all for them to speak, even if they look like an idiot. I think everybody should have a voice. Unlike Che, you know, because Che, hey, burn books. You know, look, I'm just gonna give a little story. Anybody out there that supports Che, this is a fact. This is a fact about the guy. Uh, he he. I mean, this guy was such a douchebag that he would he would actually join in the firing squad. He would be one of the people yeah. killing people. So there was an incident where uh, a little kid, he was nine years old, went up to Chet and begged him to spare his father's life. Chet took out his gun, fired at the kid on the back of the kid's neck, and nearly decapitated him. That's Che. Okay? He was a fucking monster. Anybody that defends that, you look like a complete idiot. Oh, but he was against capitalism and this and that. Look, man, I can understand being against capitalism, whatever that. But, dude, I am totally against murdering innocent people, murdering people for a different opinion. I don't want Che supporters murdered. I don't. I want them to be educated, you know, but I, I I don't want nobody to be murdered unless you hurt people. 
you know? If you're uh, an idiot, eh, you know, whatever. That, that, that's that's where you're a better man than me. Because yeah, I know, I, want, I know, I know. I, I want Van Hagar supporters <laughs> executed. <laughs> I can imagine Shay, you know? But anyway, so, uh, all right, next song, Body Count. Uh, I love this song. Uh, it's rebellious. <coughs> Cry for help of the conditions of the ghetto. And and I'm all for that, you know. Uh, I think lyrically it's a bit biased. You know, it paints, uh, pa- uh, it paints that, you know, all the people that are not living in the ghetto just don't care. And, I mean, for the most part it's true, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, have to pay bills. You know, and... Uh, it's not that they don't care; they're kind of forced to not care. But then there are those that are, you know, that are that do care. You know, there's a lot of people of all races that, you know, donate and do stuff. You know, uh, yeah, they're called Democrats. Yeah, whatever they are. Um, but uh, yeah, well, you know, our our, our evil president has uh, created more jobs than uh, any other president well, than the Democrats. So yeah, whatever. Uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, hey, 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 it's the truth, bro. Oh, no, uh, where, where did you get these facts? Not Fox News. Okay, okay. I don't watch the news, dude. Okay, okay, well, where, where, where did you get these facts, though? Well, uh, isn't the economy uh, much, uh, isn't the unemployment rate much lower now than it's been during uh, the past 20, 30 years since uh, and, Reagan? And, and, and let's, let's look at the level of jobs, though. Let's look at what they're paying. Just because people are working, don't mean they're making a livable wage. If people, if more people have minimum wage jobs, that doesn't make the economy better. Okay, maybe it doesn't make the economy better. Maybe they get shit money, but there's more jobs now than than before, right? Do we agree there? Uh, there's there's more minimum wage jobs, and that is stuff. Look, man, let's let's get to the point okay. here. Let, let's right. get to the nitty gritty. All right, what well, you brought Do- it up? Donald Donald Trump has people working for him. He doesn't do shit himself. He's got, you know, uh, hey, Donald, you should do this, you should do that, you know? So, you know, and that goes for every fucking president. You know, even even my, my, my lord and savior, Ronald Reagan, had people like, uh, you know, working for him and telling him, hey, make this decision, make that decision. Um, all I know is that uh, uh, there's more employment now, whether it's shit jobs or whatever, man. Better, better shit jobs than no job. That's how I look at it. But anyway, let's get back to the song. Um, I think, uh, you know, it is a bit one-sided, but it's entertainment, man, you know? And if I was a guy that lived in the ghetto with the injustices, I would be saying the same fucking shit, okay? I'd be frustrated, I'd be pissed, and I wouldn't, I'd look, I'd uh, not really look at uh, facts uh, as an overall thing. So I get it, you know, but... You know, it also brings uh, a message that, you know, let's kill all the motherfuckers if they care or not, because I'm living in black rain. And it's it's horrendously hard to live where you don't know if you're going to be killed by a cop or a drive-by or whatever. You're living in fear of your life every single fucking day of your life. And there's no solution to it. And this song is pretty much saying that, you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's just, uh, it, it, it's a shame. I wish things weren't this way, but as uh, we just did that review on uh, Angel Dust, I mean, there's Nazi parties out there, you know, human nature is fucked. 
in a lot of ways, and a lot of people suffer because of it. You know what I'm saying, Ian? Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, I but, totally... And, and, and as a song, it's great. Uh, I love how he says, this ain't like the Cosby show, where a cop gets your cat out of a tree. But come uh, on, let, 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 let's, let's face facts. It ain't the 50s anymore either. The cops don't get cats out of trees in any neighborhood, you know? Gee, Wally. Gee, Wally. Why, why is that guy smoking that light, little white rock? Uh, that, doesn't ha- that didn't happen back then. Right. But, I, but I love it. I love Body Counts. First song I heard because it was on the OG album. And yes. uh, it's, it, it's awesome. I, I love it. What do you think? Yes, uh, I, I absolutely love this fucking song. I think it's amazing. I think it's got a great mix of, even though there's not really a whole, I, I don't really think there's rap on this album. Maybe a little bit in delivery, but for the most part, I hear a lot of punk and metal Yeah. in this. And that's what I get out of this song. And, and I love the message, and I love how it's speaking uh, to people about Hey, this might not be what you deal with, but it, it, it's what I deal with. And and, and again, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not intentionally trying to be antagonistic. But if, if this was a song about bitching about the plight in fucking, uh, you know, Havana, you'd be like, fuck yeah, I know this shit. This shit's happening. Exactly. You know, and this is what's happening in their neighborhood. But you hit on a great thing, you know, that, that you said, like, it doesn't matter whether you're involved in this, in, 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 you know, like a gangsta lifestyle or not. This is what you have to deal with, you know, be it what, you know, what, what your parents' situation is, you know, you, you have no control. This is where you live and this is what's happening. And I, I, I think it's a very accurate portrayal and I think it's an important uh, statement. But again, it is art. And it, it is talking about what's going on the same way you can talk about anything that's going on. But to some people, this this upsets them. Uh, to me, it upsets me, but for a different reason. It upsets me that, it, that it's tolerated, that it's, uh, you know, that this shit goes on. And for the most part, nobody cares unless it's in their fucking own backyard. And, you know, uh, you know, George Carlin had a great thing. He called it Nimba, not in my backyard. You know, about everybody wants more prisons, but you don't want them built next to your house. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? uh, we want immigrants, but not in my neighborhood. Exactly. Democrats. Ex- exactly. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean this shit happens. The, the, the shit does happen across the board, but this is somebody speaking out about it, and that's what an artist should do, is reflect the, their surroundings and reflect their reality and, and set it to fucking music. And not only is it set to music, it's set to great fucking heavy metal music, hardcore punk music. It's a fucking amazing track, man. I loved it when I heard it on OG. You know, that, you know, my favorite fucking rap album of all time. And I, I admit, I'm not a huge rap fan, you know, but I love that album. That is one I can put on and I can listen to as an actual album aside from like a song here or two because like I've been like rap and country there might be a song here or there that I can appreciate but to listen to it as an album I'm very hard pressed did you did you ever get into Straight Outta Compton um yes and yes and no there's there's some songs I like I to tell you the truth I never really I was more I was more Ice-T than I was Ice Cube 
I've always been an iced tea guy ever since I fucking first heard it. But I mean, you know, I'm. That's how fucking old I am, you know. But I mean, you're you're older than me, and you like NWA. Uh, I I like it, but I never got into NWA the same way I got into Ice T. I you love know? that fucking album. I think and, that album's perfect. And I was very much, you know, it was it was a rarity for me, you know. It was like, hey, here's the rap album that I fucking, you know, that I dig, you know, that I like, that 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 talks to me, you know, not not necessarily my situation by any means, but it's something like I can listen to. And enjoy it from start to finish. It's 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 a good news report song. Just yeah. to let everybody know, look, man, I mean, this is what's going down in our neighborhood, you know, but it's not so cut and dry, you know. There's you know, there's also, you know, black against black crime, you know. It's like right. that's right, but terrible too, you know. I mean Yeah, but but, but I, it's, I mean it's but it's what I was saying before about the police officer that hey look. They, they went in, you know, I'm not saying all, but a lot of police officers became police officers with good intentions, but living that, you know, that job and going through all that fucking turmoil takes a toll on you, you know? So I think the black on black crime is pretty much the same thing. They're probably, they were all good people at one point, you know? But you, you can say the same thing for fucking warrant cherry pie. Not all kids are getting laid, but some are. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more kids listening to that song who aren't getting any pussy. Probably will never get pussy. But they they identify with pussy and they watch porn. Where you yeah. listen to this and you identify with what's going on. Look, I I um I got robbed. My band got robbed at our warehouse. They stole our drums. Luckily, we had com- a computer and Pro Tools in that fucking warehouse. These idiots didn't take that. They took our drums and a couple guitars. We have them on film, you know, the security cameras. We got, I got the, I got the footage. I went to the Opelaka Police Department, gave it to them, never heard back from them. Went back, hey, what's going on? Oh, we'll get back to you. Nothing. Went back again, irate, I admit, I was a little pissed off that day. And they uh, said if I ever came back there, they'd arrest me. Never, they never did anything with proof. You know, we have like, you know, I'm sure they can get that film and zoom in on that fucking license plate. But the cops didn't care because, was it because I had long hair? I don't know. But all I know is that I suffered injustices. Nothing near what the people... Well, that, was it because you were what they considered Latino? Well, I don't look Latino. Dude. I really don't. Every Let me put it this way. Every time I, I encounter a Latino, uh, they think I'm American. You know, I, I cannot help you. Well, well there's, there's plenty of Latinos that are American, but I mean, it's your heritage. You know, no, they, I'm fucking predominantly Irish, but I'm fucking American. Every Latino, every Latino stranger I encounter, let's say like a cashier. Well, well you should say they think you're white. They, they, they speak to me in English, in a real broken English, that if they knew I knew Spanish, they would speak to me in Spanish. And uh, I've heard you speak Spanish. You speak beautiful Spanish, by the way. Thank you. Well, thank you. But uh, I, 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 I don't, I mean, my situation, yes, it's unjust and everything. It's nothing compared to what Ice-T's talking about. But I can right. say at least I did encounter cops not caring. Oh, yeah. You know? So. You know and and, and, and here, here's the thing I think is a very important thing uh, when you're considering racism. And I know we're getting way off topic of the song. So no, it's very important like, to talk about racism when we're talking about this album. Well, we're talking about a lot of political shit. Here's the thing, like, okay, 
say you get, you know, robbed by a black person or somebody you know is raped by a black person. You know, the first thing out of your mouth, for most people, it's to be like, ah, fucking niggers, I hate niggers, oh my god, I fucking nigger, nigger, nigger. Yeah, you, know, you I, generalize. I, I, yeah, yeah, you generalize. But, but, you know, flip that script. Say you were robbed by a white guy. I was robbed or, by a Latino. Or your your sister, your wife was raped by a white guy. Are you going to be like, ah, fucking white people. I hate fucking white people. White people, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, it's a little bit different when it's a member of your own race, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, 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 you know, when it's, when it's your same race, you're like, oh, you know, you're still angry. It doesn't lessen oh. the anger, but... You know, if, if 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 it's somebody of another race, then then it becomes that whole race did it to you. Well, let me tell you something, man. Because of Jimmy Carter letting Castro bring empty his jails and bring all those Marielito scumbags into the United States, we have an influx of the most terrible Cubans you can think of. That believe me, I look at. Pre-Marielito, pre-boatlift you know boatlift, Cubans as the good, hard-working people. Right. And then there's an influx of the dirtbags that not only they're fucking scumbags, but they raise scumbags that are no different than, you know, uh, you know, just fucking just the, the dregs of society. But that, uh, I have a big problem with Cubans. <laughs> right, right. But, but, I mean, here's a prime example. Like, I met your parents. The, the two nicest people I've ever met in my life. They don't. They're not you know, racist it, No, 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 no. I'm no, no. I'm not saying that. At no, all. no. I'm not I know. I know, I know. You're not saying it, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not, saying they're not uh, right. racist individuals. They raised no, me no. right. But I mean, you know, t- to me, they are the epitome of the American dream. Yes. And, and and they they did everything right. They did everything legal and came over here. But you can't tell me there's a large section of America that if they were to hear your mother, you know, speaking of her primate, uh-huh. you know, her, uh-huh. her, her native tongue is, is, is Spanish. You know, your your mother, you know, wouldn't you agree your mother speaks more Spanish than, than English? Uh, if they heard her speak that, they're going to see her a certain way. They're not going to see your mother as American. Let me, let me, uh, I'm glad you brought this up, Ian, because I want to bring, I want to call out somebody who I really looked up to, a huge inspiration to me as a frontman in my band. Um, his name is Tattoo Frank, and uh, the name of the band was called Premonition. And I love that band. I refuse to listen to him now. Because this guy on Facebook during the Obama administration was so pathetic with right. you know the racism and all this shit. And one of the things he wrote one day was, uh, if you don't speak the language, get the fuck out of the country. And my ex-drummer, Alex Marquez, got really mad at him, so they had a big fight over it. I stayed out of it. I'm like, whatever. He called me saying, what the fuck's up with your drummer, this and that? And, you know, I was trying to be diplomatic. I said, you know, and he's like, yeah, what's wrong with, you know, if you don't speak the language, get the fuck out of the country. I said, you know, Al, uh, Frank, look, here's the deal. My parents came to this country. My, my dad did his best his best to learn the language. So did my mom. My mom can speak English really bad, but she can speak it and she can understand it, but she speaks it bad. 
And I explained this to him, and then he says, well, then she shouldn't be here. And I said, well, Frank, and this is when I got upset. I said, well, Frank, my parents worked hard all their lives, and, they, and, and they're nicely retired because of the American dream. And you, that were born in America, have your then wife uh, support you. You don't even work. And she does all the working. So, and you're American. You got the advantage. You speak right. English. Right. So that 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 right there encapsulates the mentality of racist people. They will judge others while others are doing better than they are in a country they were fucking born in. Right. I I agree a thousand percent. But anyway, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, why don't you take the next one? Bowels of the devil. Bowels of the devil. Uh. I love this one. To me, this one has a real, like, ST feel to it. And, uh, you know, there's a couple bands that I feel definitely influenced uh, Body Count. You know, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, ST, uh, I I think would be the two most predominant. uh, Because you definitely have the old school metal vibe, but you also have, like, you know, that hardcore punk slash metal vibe that ST has. And uh, I definitely get that on this. To me, you know, this song is about, you know, stay out of fucking jail, dude. Don't become a statistic. You know, don't, you know, don't let, don't become what society already prejudged you to be. Uh, Rise above that. And I love that about this song. You know, it's, uh, you know, don't just, you know, go with the hand you're dealt. Rise above it. I love Bows of the Devil. What do you think? Oh, I love this song too, you know. A statistic. All races go to jail when they get caught. But let's ignore the obvious and get to what Ice-T is saying. You know, jail is fucked up, you know. Never been there. I've been to juvie. But uh, I know people that's been in jail, and this is pretty accurate. You know, you are treated like animals there, and no matter what crime you committed, you know. and uh, But, you know, some people, you know, child molesters, murderers, yeah, they deserve everything they get in there. You know, I mean, come on, somebody that, you know, they didn't pay their taxes and shit, get, get thrown in with those, uh, those animals, you know, whatever. But uh, this song rules, and uh, uh, it, it has, like, that hardcore um, kind of vibe to it, plus the doom. Uh, yeah, what you were saying, Suicidal meets Black Sabbath. Uh, Bowser the Devil fucking rules. Now, uh, the next song, KKK Bitch. Well, uh, 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 we're not, we're not going to talk about the real problem. Uh, what was it? I'm sorry. Well, the real problem is, what was it saying? Again? Well, that, that's an interlude, but yeah, it's yeah. talking about the real problem. It's talking about racism and stuff like that. But, uh, what it breaks it down to is the real problem is, is the fear of the white woman hooking up with the black man. Exactly. And, and it, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's true on both sides. Because Ice-T touches upon, on another song, how oh, yeah. the fear of a black man being with a white woman. Yeah. And, oh, that's, yeah. and that's really cool how Ice-T shows oh, that yeah. side, too. And I and I well, appreciate him doing that in a well, future that's, song. That, that, that's the thing about Ice-T is Ice-T is multiracial, multiracial. You know, he's half white. But yeah, anyway, let's get back to the album. It's the uh, K- All right. Uh, K- K- well, it K- goes into... Yeah, take it, take it away. Uh, now, here is a song I agree with 100%. There's nothing on this song I can say is... Uh, it, it should be black and white. This should be like 
fuck racism, fuck the KKK, and yeah, uh, I kind of envy uh, Ice T because I wouldn't mind fucking some KKK daughters. You know, you know, motherfuck his dear old dad. I love that fucking attitude. I love like she sucked my dick like a motherfucking vacuum. And this song, this song is rap. You know, to a metal. You know, I mean, he is rapping. This is one song he actually does rap in the song, but I love it. It's his way of like, and it's him. You know, he's saying it. I fuck white chicks, and I'll even fuck a white chick that has a grand wizard of the KKK because she sucks my dick like a motherfucking vacuum. And and obviously, if the daughter of the KKK grand wizard fucks Ice T, then she ain't got a problem with blacks. She ain't like her dear old dad. Motherfucker, uh, dear old dad. I love it. This is the one song that I'm like, fuck yeah. This should be heard by everybody. I hope, I mean, it should be like, you know, at a KKK rally. Should show up with one of those fucking cars with the big speakers and have a bunch of brothers with brick phones and AK 47s <laughs> standing next to it going, what are you going to do? Motherfuck the KKK. You know, fuck you, motherfuckers. And hey, and I would take great pride of anybody listening now that agrees with the KKK to go fuck off and this, never listen to us again. Thank you. What do you think of KKK, bitch? Yeah, well, I just want to say he's talking to you, Justin Childers. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. Maybe not. I don't I've know. been watching The Sopranos a lot lately. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of fucking queers. <laughs> Greatest Polly po- Walnut scene ever. You remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. Where the ghost, the ghost was talking. He's like, "Where? Who told you that? <laughs> who told you that? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, he's saying something about poison ivy. Hey, who the fuck told you that? You're all a bunch of fucking queers." And he throws the chair. <laughs> Polly Walnuts is the best character on that show with Sill. Oh, love it, love it. Oh. Uh, and I, I love this fucking song. Yeah, it's great, man. It just, it just shows you, grow up, get over all your fucking differences and all this bullshit. Doesn't matter. You cut us all, we fucking bleed, fucking red. Uh, deal with it. You know, and 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 people holding on to the fucking past, man. The past is fucking bullshit. You need to learn from the past, but you also need to get over that fucking shit. And, yeah, no uh, reparations. Thank you. Oh no! Hey, hey, you got. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. That, hey, that shit. Nobody had slaves now. You know? Hey, that 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 ship done sailed. Hey, I'm black and Irish. You know, I've been sold into slavery multiple times. My ancestors, not me. Uh, you know, I I know I love this fucking song, and it just fucking rocks. It is a great fucking song. It's catchy as shit. God damn, do I love KKK, bitch. I love and, it when she sucked me though. And I will say this, I know for a fact, Justin Childers does love this song, too. So. Does he? <laughs> yeah, oh! he does. Oh! Oh! Oh, bunch of fucking <laughs> queers! <laughs> All right, then we go to the next song, a nice little pretty ditty called C-Note. And, uh, great. Uh, you know, my opinion, a lovely instrumental from Ernie C. I know Ernie C takes a lot of shit uh, for producing Forbidden. And, uh, yeah, he does deserve some shit because that album sounded like shit. But you know what? Uh, Tony Iommi wrote a shit album uh, with Tony Martin. And, uh, yeah, Ice-T had no place on that fucking album either. But, uh, you know, it ain't all Ernie C's fault. You gotta, you gotta, you know, Tony Iommi needs to take the fucking blame for that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Ernie, 
Ernie C is a fucking amazing guitar player who loves metal, loves Black Sabbath. Uh, he's got the same influences as all of us. Doesn't matter what the fucking color of his skin is. He's a badass guitar player. And uh, C note is a nice little fucking uh, instrumental interlude. I fucking love it. What do you think? Nah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah? It's okay. Yeah, not, nothing really I can say about it. You know, it's it's okay. It's just an instrumental that not really that memorable. I listened to this album today after a while. And when this came on, I was like, mm, all right. Let's get to the real shit. Okay. Like voodoo. Fuck yeah. This song fucking rules. I just love his, <laughs> you know, before the song kicks in. And talking about some bitch that had voodoo dolls and stuck a needle in his eye. <laughs> my eye, bitch. It's fucking, he cut off all his fingers. Ah, my fingers, bitch. Bitch. And then it goes into that fucking hardcore breakdown there. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man, Voodoo's uh, one of my favorite tracks on this fucking album. I absolutely love it. What do you think? Oh fuck yeah, I love it, man. And and this is one. <laughs> I even, you know, I'm like fucking Nola, baby. But then I put like my eye, bitch. I used to say that all the time just for no reason, just like my eye, bitch. Because <laughs> it just sounds so awesome the way he says it in the song, and it's metal as fuck. The groove of this song, the beat of this song, man, it's fucking awesome. And it just, again, shows you this is a metal band. Doesn't matter what the fucking color, this groove, the beats of this song, it's fucking metal. And uh, yeah, definitely one of the standout tracks. All right, well, now going to the next song, The Winners Lose. Uh, I love this fucking song an awesome ballad that I didn't think this band could pull off like I didn't think they could do a ballad you know just uh, you know with Ice-T's vocals let alone you know the sound of this band but they proved me wrong I think Ice-T sounds awesome on this I think the band sounds awesome and I think it tells a uh, you know a great tale and this is uh, the only one on uh, only song on the album where the lyrics weren't written by Ice-T. The lyrics on this were written by Ernie C. and the music. Um, but just a great tale of addiction. And it doesn't matter who you are or, you know, your your race or your social economical background. Uh, there's an addiction in every background, whether it be, you know, crack, coke, weed, uh, you know, prescription shit you get from the doctor. Uh, you know, addiction can totally kill somebody, and uh, you know, it, you know, just rob the soul of somebody you love and somebody you know, and uh, they just make it fit to this particular song and and what they're singing about. You know, in this, I get like a you know like a crack addiction, um, but to me, it's still heartfelt and and it works perfectly. What do you think? No, I, I love it too. Uh, there's a video for this song, and uh, yeah, it's you know it's a uh, it's a shame you know uh, <clears throat> you know when uh, somebody dies from addiction, which is this is about you know I know this all too well. You know I know people I've hung out with daily, you know that, that are that are dead now. You know from some from heroin, some from cocaine actually, and uh, you know it is kind of like you know hey man. 
you gotta wanna fix yourself. Nobody else is gonna help you, and that's the grim uh, reality of addiction. But yeah, I, uh, I didn't know that Ice-T had nothing to do with this song, but it kind of shows. Uh, it doesn't sound like something that's in Ice-T's wheelhouse uh, when he writes uh, all these crazy songs and shit. But it, it is effective. It's a nice little ballad, and uh, I dig it. So uh, we'll go to the next one. Uh, there goes the neighborhood. Uh, this this fucking song rules so hard. It's fucking it's brutal. You know, it's like a big middle finger to the racist asswipes who judge people by the color of their skin. You know, black people can rock. You know, I mean, you ever heard of this dude called Jimmy Fucking Hendrix? Or how about the guy that planted the seeds to became what rock and roll is? Robert Johnson, you know, fucker sold his soul to the devil before anybody did. That guy was black metal before black metal. And uh, I love it. I love it. You know, I love that. Who gave these black boys? I'm singing the, the, the video version. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, don't they know rock's just for whites? Don't they know the rules? Those black boys are too hardcore. This shit ain't cool. <laughs> um... I, I love it. it. It's just a big uh, middle finger to to the rock scene that says, motherfuckers, you, you, you think that we we can't fucking do shit like this because of the color of skin? You're a fucking idiot. Uh, there goes the neighborhood fucking rules. What do you think? Oh, God damn. I love, best song on the fucking album. Holy shit, do I love this song. This is them doing Suicidal Tendencies better than Suicidal Tendencies was doing at this time. Uh... Just a great, great mix of hardcore and fucking metal. And I love it. And it always it goes back and reminds me, waiting for the school bus in eighth grade. First time I'm going to a to an integrated school. And uh, in the, in this right around the time uh, Garage Days Re Revisited came out. And, and, and white kids or black kids are talking about, you know, music and all this shit, you know. And this black kid goes, and I try to get through to you in my own special way. You know what he's saying? He's like, he goes, yeah, I listen to that shit too, motherfucker. And I was just like, God damn. You know, I didn't realize that. You know, I was so young and, and came from a different background. Like, man, different people listen to different shit, but they can still get good music when they hear it, you know. And this guy knew what the fuck he was talking about. You know, and this is a fucking 13-year-old, you know? But he still knew fucking that was a badass song. And, oh, I fucking love this one. It encompasses everything about Body Count. Uh, to me, their most important track. I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, next song is a little bit of interlude. Uh, you know, not much here. It's, it's a joke on Oprah who, you know, Oprah's always been very outspoken about, uh, you know, her disdain for rap and what it says about the black community and black culture. And, and, and to a certain extent, there's shit I can see and certain shit like, oh, shut up, bitch. You know, you like to fuck just like everybody else. Because uh, it's the perfect interlude into the next song, Evil Dick. Oh, my God. What do you think about Evil Dick, Ralph? Boy, can I identify with this one? Because, uh, you know, that fucking evil dick got me in trouble many times. You know, I've grown out of it, though. I know now. Warning signs. You know, uh, recently, just recently, I, I met a girl on Tinder. And uh, she drove all the way from Jupiter to come to a show I was at. I didn't even know she was going to be there. I don't know if she went for me. The planet or the city? 
No, there's a city, Jupiter, Florida. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, oh, hey, you know, we, got, we started talking, and then she said, um, and, and by the way, she's very bangable. But my, my dick is not that evil no more because, uh, man, I mean, she just said it flat out. I'm very needy. You know, my dick's like, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, evil dick. Thanks for not being so evil. Because in the past, needy. Yeah, sure. Okay, baby. Yeah. I, I'm needy, too. I need that I need that squish box. But, uh, no, I was like, uh, but evil dick's got me in many, many predicaments. And it is a hilarious song. I love it. It's funny because it's true. You know? The, yeah, oh, yeah. It just gets you in all these predicaments that uh, just, you know, you, you end up paying for later. And it's not fun, man. The, the, the you know, repercussions of what Evil Dick does to you is, uh, it's a big fucking headache. I've, I've gone through so much fucked up drama. You know, I got a beer bottle hit in the back of my head because of my Evil Dick. And uh, I can tell you many other stories, you know, of, uh, you know, I, I know she's, you know, my dick is like, yeah, she is psychotic, bro, but they're good in bed. Okay, evil dick. And then like, you know, when I got, when I got that beer hit in the back of my head, my evil, evil dick looked up going, yo, that's fucked up, bro. It was like, it's your fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great. It's heavy. Dun, 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 evil dick. Like small, tall, small, small, tiny spaces. I love it. Lose, uh, leaves gooey, tell, tell traces. Traces, evil dick. <laughs> love it. Great tune. What do you think? Oh, fuck yeah. I love it. And yeah, this is something as men we should all be able to identify with. Because we've all been there. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And basically what we're trying to say, if you're from Mars and you got a pussy, we will fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and... And that's the shit, man. Evil dick don't give a fuck. Evil dick will get you into all kinds of shit as a man. <laughs> you know, you got an evil dick. And, and yes, you can control it. Uh, but uh, ooh, when you're young, it's very hard. <laughs> In more ways than one. Uh, oh, God damn, do I love this song. And, and what better band to sing this, you know? Because not every band could pull this off, you know? You know, how, how the fucking striper do this? It'd be like, naughty, potty, naughty, potty. <laughs> you know? Fucking, you know, no. You need a band like fucking Body Count to sing a song about evil dick and to pull it off with conviction. I love it. You know, even, even Ward can, can do this shit, you know? This ain't cherry pie. This is fucking evil dick, <laughs> you know? And it don't get more real than this, and I fucking love it. And yeah, musically, it's a, a fucking slamming track. Absolutely fucking love some Evil Dick. Not as much as Greg Barnes loves Evil Dick, but, uh, you know, I digs it. All right, I'll go to the next song, Body Count Anthem. And uh, that one is uh, much in the same vein as Body Count in the House. You know, it, it, it's more of like a chant uh, than a fucking song. But again, it, it fits the feel of the album. Uh, you know, it, it sums everything up good. You know, gives it a cohesive feel. Uh, I definitely dig Body Count Anthem. What do you think, Ralph? I think it's unnecessary, to tell you the truth. I don't see the point in it. Uh, they already made the statement with Body Count in the house. And just to repeat it with another, like, I think they should have made a song out of this. Yeah, and put it on another album, because already, you know, we're getting... Uh, 
getting kind of long this album. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, th- I think it's dead weight. I think it's a dead weight song and uh, don't really care for it. Is Mama Gotta Die Tonight like, next? Yes, sir. God damn, do I love this one. This is a demented fucking song where Ice-T even gets more demented. You got to hear the song called uh, Here I Go Again. No, not the White Snake song. But uh, he wrote a song and where there's a video for it where he plays like a serial killer and he goes into great details and he pretty much, you know, it's about his mom who fucking uh, gets pissed at him for dating a white girl. So he chops her up, he sets her on fire. Then he chops her off and goes, you want to go on a vacation? Let's go on a permanent vacation, bitch. So I took her to Detroit, Miami, Chicago. Now you left body parts everywhere. It's just demented as fuck. But, you know, it's him flipping the coin. Saying, look, not only white people, you know, black people can be racist too. And uh, let's kill all the racists. You know, and, I, and uh, that's a great attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. You know, even if it is your mama. Mama. But I always why, love my why, mama. Why, why, why stop there? You know, keep going with Sammy Hagar fans, too. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Mama's Gotta Die Tonight's one of probably my second favorite track on here. It's so fucking dark, demented, and, you know, who's laughing now, Mama? Who's laughing now, bitch? That's his mama. <laughs> love it. What do you think? Oh, fuck yeah. This is definitely a standout track on the album. I love how he texts uh, reverse racism because, you know, you know, I work with, you know, predominantly uh, black coworkers. And, and we get along great, but I know just like there's certain white coworkers I have, you know, when they're alone just with you and they think I'm white because I'm light-skinned black Irish, you know, they talk a certain way. There's also black coworkers that when they're alone, they talk a certain way and then you see how they really are. So, you know, racism doesn't, you know, it's not just a, a white crime. Um, you know, it's it's very multiracial. Uh, and, and it does exist. And, and I love that he has the balls to tackle this as much as he does other forms of racism. You know, the more predominantly, the more, you know, uh, acceptable is a bad word, but the more acknowledged forms of racism. Uh, he he acknowledges that there's racism against whites and even against his own mother. And the funny thing is, if you listen to the lyrics to this, it's far more offensive, in my opinion, than the, the, the most controversial track. You know, like if you want to split hairs, you know, this one is really fucked up and really sick. But I, I love it and I love what it says. You know, do I think, you know, it means, oh, go kill your mother, you know, if, if she's racist? No, but the sentiment of it, what he's trying to say, I get it. And it, and it's also a killer fucking song. It's a great fucking track musically. And it's a great story song. Uh, I really love this song. Great one. Definitely a standout. And then we'll go into another one that's kind of like an interlude. And that's Out in the Parking Lot. Uh, which is pretty much just an interlude uh, to the final song, but you know where where it's going. You know you know what this album's all about. Uh, it's all about cop killers, and uh, this is just a little prelude to that, setting up the mood for oh shit, something's gonna fucking go down. And uh, a, a, a lot of these interludes aren't essential, but they do set up a specific. You know, they get the mood ready. You know, it's like a like a little trailer before the mood. 
and uh, I, I think it sets it up fine. I, I love out, out in the parking lot. What do you think? Well, I think it's very important, probably the most important interlude on this whole album because uh, it kind of like paints a picture of, hey, you know, like there's, you know, not all cops are bad. Uh, I'm about to sing a song about cops that should be killed, you know. Um, I think it's important, but, you know, Cop Killer is my favorite track on the album. Ooh. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, me, you know, Mr., you know, not a green, you know, again, it's music, it's entertainment, it's not meant to be taken seriously, uh, like, you know, the one line, if any line bothers me in the whole song is, uh, a, a pig stopped me for nothing, I don't believe a cop should be killed for that, you know, um, I don't believe cops should be killed unless they, you, you gotta fend for your life or they're a murderer, or if they... I also, uh, there was just a case here in Florida. There was a cop that planted meth on somebody. I think that person should be killed. Honestly. Right. Um, uh, but uh, the song is blistering. I love it. I, I love, uh, you know, uh, I just love that attitude. And, and I love the gunshots going off. And uh, it's just a fucking killer track. And as a side note, when this song was at the peak of its controversy, I saw Ernie C walk out on stage with Soundgarden and they played this song. At the peak of when this shit was going on. Nice. Lollapalooza in Miami, they played Cop Killer. And um, I think it's a very important song. Um, I am a little bummed, I'll admit, I'm a little bummed that uh, Ice-T buckled and uh, took this song off the album. I think he should have stuck to uh, his beliefs and I think it hurt him a lot, you know, by... Well, uh, well, well, did it come down to him? I mean, I'm, that, that yeah. I'm not exactly he, sure. He actually said it. He said, you know, with, uh, you know, Warner Brothers was coming down on him a lot. He's like, okay, fuck. There's a press conference of him saying it. He said, all right, fuck it. Take it off the album. I don't give a fuck, you know. Um, and I think that was very unfortunate. And it, I think it hurt him. It hurt him a lot because uh, uh, his credibility, really. You know, if he would have just kept it on there... It would have been a little more, you know, look, stick to what you believe. But, hey, you know, hey, he, he's iced tea and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So, But it, it, it does bum me. It does bum me that he allowed that to happen. Yeah. Well, uh, I absolutely love the fucking song. I, I, I love the sediment. I, I, I think, that, yeah, there's certain cops that should be killed, you know. And, uh, you know, I have no problem with the loss of human life, you know, lo- lo- you know, uh, somebody killing an animal hurts me more than a fucking human life. That's just me. Uh, I-, I give a fuck about human life for the most, I mean, I mean, don't get me, I don't think like innocent people, like, you know, you just go shoot anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, y- you know, it- it's a statistic, you know, and-, and bad people should be fucking taken out, you know, and people like who he's describing in the song should be taken out not like any cop but the people what he's describing in the song yeah I mean there, there was just a uh, a video put up the other day of this guy in a suburb of Texas uh, guy playing basketball in his driveway in a nice subdivision with his children and and the cops you know pull up there and fucking you know harass and throw him against the car because they have a warrant for somebody with dreads and he has dreads you know and it's unfortunate because that doesn't happen with white people you know I'm sorry but it's just like oh white guy and dockers they're not gonna pull over every white guy with dockers that listens to fucking Sammy Hagar and Jimmy Buffett 
you know. But if you got to call, oh, a guy with dreads, yeah, every guy with dreads to them, to to, to to a lot of them, not all of them, you know, fit that description, and they treat him like a criminal instantly. And like I said, you know, from my, my own friend going into fucking Walmart, I see that prejudice, you know, and I see how that is, and I can't pretend to know it or appreciate it the same way they do because they have to deal with it a lot more than I do. So this song doesn't bother me at all, man. And like I said, I've known a lot of prick fucking cops. And it, and, and I'm not just talking racist cops. I'm just saying pricks in general. Just assholes with a fucking badge. You know? Fucking take them out the same way you take out a fucking child molester. Fucking, you know, I don't give a fuck. You know, they're not just like, oh, you see somebody with a badge, shoot him. No, that's stupid. You know, but it is a song, and it's fantasy. It's, you know, there's all kinds of fantasy songs. Don't mean you fucking live it out. You know, but, for you know, but, oh, God forbid, you know, a fucking Negro says, uh, oh, kill, you know, cop killer, it's the fucking end of the world, and then you got Charlton Heston, fucking Moses himself, coming out there and saying shit. You know, fuck him. Fuck him, you know. This is artistic expression. This is somebody singing about their experiences. And, and, it's, should... and, it's, and it's justified. I think the song, it says it all where he says, better you than me. It's self-defense. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it goes back to what you were talking about uh, in the beginning with Rodney King. Rodney King had a horrible arrest record. You know, you know, if you're a cop and you pull over Rodney King and you see all the shit he's done, you're going to be apprehensive. This, this guy's got a fucking record, you know? Now, did they go overblown? Yeah, you fucking ain't right. Was he a model citizen? By no means. But, you know, you go to, you know, you harken back to the, you know, you were talking earlier in the episode about the riots in L.A. And, man, I remember that shit going on. I remember being scared shitless. I remember keeping a weapon in my car because I didn't know if I was going to be attacked because I'm a light-skinned black man, you know? I mean, I mean, that was some real shit. But, yeah, you have people who are rioting because they are legitimately like they can't take any fucking more they don't know what to do with this anger it's misplaced anger yep very and, misplaced and, and and then you have opportunists who are like okay I'm gonna use this to loot stores yeah loot stores okay not everybody is that person but it all depends on, on how the media spins it and what channel you watch and what you see uh but, you know, there was also a lot of righteous anger there. There's a lot of people who have been pulled over and abused for years that just didn't know what to do with this anger. And it got ugly. It was very ugly. I mean, when you look at that dude, uh, Reginald Denning, uh, the white uh, dude, the, the, the truck driver, who got pulled out of his car and beat like shit just because he was white. Dude, that ain't right. That guy had nothing to do with that shit. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know. And that shit's fucking horrible. But it's it's misplaced anger. But you know, for people who burn shit and, and just took it as an opportunity to steal TVs and sneakers, you know, you can't judge everybody like that. It'd be like if there was a white riot and the same shit happened. You're not going to say all white people are savages. You know, well, it's just... you, know you, you have to look at it this way. When you see footage of people looting stores and stuff, uh, you know, w let's say hundreds, right? Right. H hundreds of people went in there, looted stores in a community with tens of thousands of people. 
So to judge, uh, you know, to judge these people from, uh, you know, a fraction, you know, of people that were there. That's why, you know, I, how I say, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, I myself, you know, I know you don't view this, but I think the same way with the cops. When cops do something shitty, it really reflects on every cop, and it's unfortunate. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's the majority of cops out there. I know a lot of cops are pissed off because of their job, and they should find something else. You know that that's the problem I have with cops. If you're angry, you're pissed. Don't be a cop. You know because there's a lot of really good police officers out there that are just so strong-willed that they can take a lot of bullshit and not let it go to their head. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that's the whole moral of everything. Like, you know, the people that beat up Reginald Denny. I mean, what was that? Five people? You know? Maybe a right. hundred in, in total were running around wanting to hurt people out of tens and thousands of people that live in the community. And I know, I've seen the footage. There was many black people out there going, what the fuck you doing? Right. Stop it. You're fucking... And, 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 and these black store owners going, what the fuck, man? Right. You know? It's, it's just insane. It's insanity how that's that breeds racism. You judge a small fraction to the whole race is, is insane. So that whole L.A. riot thing, I didn't see it as, oh, look how the black people are. I think, look how the fraction of the black people are, just right. like the fraction of the white races, the fraction of the of the police officers that, that are crooked, the fraction of, that make everybody look bad, just like... Uh, the Marielitos make, I mean, you don't live here. You don't know. Right. Uh, but, no, but, but I, I know what they you're make, talking about. They make, a, they make all Cubans look bad. Right. But you know there's a certain, you know, population, you know, of white people who look at all of you as you all came off that boat. You're yeah. all fucking criminals. Yeah, they you left. Know? They yeah. fucking left. They were good, good people. And they left with good reason. Because these are people that are fucking crook, uh, that are just douchebags douching up the whole fucking place. I don't want to live here no more. This ain't my Hialeah. This ain't where I raised. This is not where I, you know, I, I said this story before and I'll say it again. There was a redneck ca- family in my block that had a, a rebel flag. They had a rebel flag, but he also had black co-workers come over to eat. Well, we played a Cheech and Chong album in his house and there's a a line where this guy takes his wife to a, a, a porno and he, you know they're watching then a black guy comes in he's like oh man they brought in a goddamn nigga this guy said turn that shit off I don't allow that language in my house this is a guy who had a rebel flag and he had black friends I'm telling you man a lot of shit a Bam, lot of sh- whack that boy's pee pee <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh but it's just it's, it's just uh I know the rednecks I grew up with were, were far from racist. They weren't right now. Man, there's all these Cuban uh, Marielitos. Boy, they're racist as fuck. Racist as fuck. Hey, I know many of them that are Nazis. And they came from communism Cuba. Tell me how retarded that is. Oh, you know what their excuse is? No. Hitler was socialist. But uh, communism is bad. Socialism is not bad. It's like you're fucking retarded fuck fuck your little brand they both oppress people you know it's just end of fucking rant alright well it's also the end of the fucking album uh but this was a very controversial album uh when it came out I mean holy shit Charlton Heston got involved and said you know 
let you know make this be removed from Warner Brothers Records and shit Sponsor like that. Shit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I didn't know it was Ice T's decision to uh, to take it off, uh, but maybe he felt. I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever he had to do, I'm glad I was a first-day buyer because I have my copy, and I remember distinctly <laughs> walking out of the mall, getting in my car, and, of course, the first song I had to play was Cop Killer, and then I remember a cop being in the fucking <laughs> in uh, the parking lot, and I turned it fucking down because I pussied out because I'd been pulled over so much, and I might have had some weed on me. But... Uh, uh, I love this fucking album. I, I think it's a solid fucking album, and it's something that should appeal to uh, everybody who likes hard rock and heavy metal. I, there's something to be found on here that you'll like. You know, if you listen to it with an open mind, you listen to the music, there's some great fucking metal on here. Wouldn't you agree, Ralph? Love it. It's a great fucking album. It is great. And uh, especially if you listen to it for entertainment purposes and not take it literally right as you as you should with any fucking album yeah. <laughs> you know oh, i don't give a fuck what you're listening to don't you know if they have some song that has a hooky chorus that says jump off a bridge are you gonna jump off a fucking bridge you know it's fucking entertainment well, it's, it's really good i don't know okay but uh i i love this album uh let's see it was released in uh, March 31st, 1992. And uh, let me see if I can get to the sales on this one. It, uh, wasn't, it didn't sell well until the controversy. Then it started selling like crazy. Right. And it, it should be noted uh, that if you bought the album after it was removed, it was replaced with Ice-T's Freedom of Speech. Yeah. Which is him and Jello Biafra. Uh, you know, the background music of Jimi Hendrix. And it's a it's a spoken word by Jello Biafra, which I think is amazing. But I mean, come on, everybody wants the version with Cop Killer. You know, it has the guy with Cop Killer tattooed on his chest. If you got the body count edition, either you're young or you're opposing. Because I got my original, goddammit. And uh, damn proud of that. I love this fucking album. Yes, oh. sir. Yeah, it's great. All right, well, now it's time to go into the pick of the week. And, Ralph, do you have a pick of the week? I sure do. All um, right, what you got? Uh, later body count albums weren't as good. Uh, Born Dead, I was very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> hey, boy. And the, the one after it, I mean, it was a tad better. Violet Demise, yeah. And I know there was another one after that. I was like, eh. Mur- Murder for Hire. But the last two. Oh, yeah. Dude, um... What was this? Uh, I know the last one's Bloodlust, but what was the one before that? Um, uh, God damn it. Uh, 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 manslaughter. Manslaughter. Oh, yeah. man. I, look, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I like those two albums even more than Cop. Especially Bloodlust. Yeah. Bloodlust is fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, and, and, and for it being pretty much a whole new lineup besides Ice-T and Earn the Sea. Yeah, to, exactly. to, to find other... Uh, you know, black musicians that love fucking. Well, actually, it's it's more multicultural now, I believe. But I mean, you know, to find other people, you know, you know, just to show you, there's a lot of people out there that love metal that you wouldn't think, and they found some great musicians. Oh yeah, no, it's a slamming album, man. I love uh, Dave Mustaine does the intro. 
uh, the sti Civil War and uh, the ski mask way. This is how we ride. Uh, you know, all of laws. Uh, no lives matter. Um, the, the title track, Black Hoodie. Um, the Slayer cover of Rain and Blood. And oh, yeah. Postmortem, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Matt Cavalera is on the album, too. Uh, and... Uh, but man, to me, the most demented, fucked up song on there is what I talked about earlier. Here I go again. You gotta see this video. It's Ice T in a room, like plucking out his eye, <laughs> you know, and he's just talking about how he dismembers people, and, and then he ends up killing himself. And it's such a dark, fucked up video. And uh, I think it's a great fucking album. That's definitely, you know, and and, and, and I gotta say, man, fucking. Uh, uh, you know, the, the one manslaughter, you know, pray for death and uh, uh, talk shit, get shot. The, 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 the cover of Institutionalized and Suicidal. It's fucking hilarious. There's a video for that one, too. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, get a Job is awesome. And uh, Back to Rehab. 99 Problems, DC. Uh, that, that became a big hit for uh, Jay-Z, I believe. But that's a song that Ice-T wrote, you know? So he metalized it. And, right. Uh, it, it, it's just both. I, I, I'm going to have to say both. Uh, Manslaughter and Bloodlust, my two picks of the week. Definitely go check those albums out um, and avoid everything before it except for Cop Killer. And uh, another song I would, I would tell people, like whether you, you like, you know, death metal or this band at all, but it, it is the one death metal band that I love is Six Feet Under. And uh, on their album True Carnage, there's a, uh, he does a song with Ice-T called One Bullet Left and it is fucking bad ass holy shit is it good have you ever heard that song? nope oh man google that, that shit when we're done One Bullet Left Six Feet Under with Ice-T I, I, even I think you'll like it I know how you feel about Chris Barnes and Six Feet Under but check it out I think you'll dig it alright well I also have two picks of the week and uh, my first pick is my favorite rap album of all time, which is Ice T O G. Uh, the album that came out the year before this in 1991 uh, had uh, Body Count on on the album, and uh, man, it's just I, everything from the samples to the flow of it. It's it's just one of those ones. It's not a genre that I'm huge to, but I can listen to it as an album. I can put it on from start to finish, enjoy it, and, and man, it's music to my fucking ears. And it it reminds me of how, you know, even though I'm not a huge fan, how good rap used to be and how sad it is and what it is now. You know, it, it, it's so fucking pathetic and overproduced and shit, you know, and I know a lot of people who like rap now, like, Oh, that's too old school, you know, might as well be like Curtis Blow. No, fuck you, that was some good shit, and it, to me it stands the test of time. My favorite rap album of all time, Ice-T OG, is my first pick of the week. And my second pick of the week is a band, uh, oh my god, do I love, Funkadelic. And for those of you who don't, you know, you know, you're, you hear Parliament, you hear Funkadelic, you hear George Clinton. Well, he was involved in both those bands, and for the most part, it was the same band. But when they wanted to record more rocking stuff, uh, it, they called it Funkadelic. When they didn't want to do more dance, R&B type stuff, they labeled that album Parliament. Uh, but for the most part, it's the same musicians, same singers. 
but Funkadelic stand, uh, standing on the on the verge of getting it on. Oh my God, is that a great song? I mean, just the title track alone, Red Hot Mama. Listen to that. Listen to the guitar of Eddie Hazel on that. I mean, Eddie, I mean, if you want to hear a fucking a guitar player, I mean, just Google fucking Funkadelic uh, Maggot Brain. That's all you need to know right there, that this motherfucker can play guitar. But listen, listen to Red Hot Mama. Oh, my God. And even, like, funkier songs like Jimmy's Got a Little Bit of Bitch in Him. I mean, just an amazing fucking album. I have it on vinyl. There is an amazing 180-gram reissue of it. I highly suggest you check that out. So get Ice-T, OG, Original Gangster, and Funkadelic standing on the verge of getting it on. Right on. Now, fan of the week. Yeah, fan of the week is uh, Gabriel, I believe. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Vallejo? Uh, Ralph, you're better with the Spanglish than me. Vallejo, I I believe. believe. Okay, okay. Dude, this guy is fucking awesome. And he is a rapper and a metalhead. But, uh, you know, know, rap is at his forte. And, uh, man, who, who am I to deny, man? Whatever gets you off, gets you off. He loves what we do here at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. He loves hard rock. I know I know. Korn is one of his favorite bands, uh, so he likes the mixture and everything. And, uh, man, he's been hitting me up like, when's that fucking body count review coming up? When's that body count? Another guy who donated last year to Rock and Pod 2. Well, brother, uh, I hope you nailed it out of the park for you today, man, because this was a lengthy interview that touched on a lot of uh, subjects even other than music and I hope you enjoyed this and you are a great great fan of the show a great listener love what you did for Ralph you know that remix you did on him and uh, we support what you do and always make sure you share that on the Facebook page you know whatever albums you put up whatever music it is whatever genre man you're one of us so post that shit on the page throw it out there let let the audience decide what they think if they feel it and uh i wish you nothing but the best of success brother in, in your music career and uh we thank you for listening to the show yeah thank you so much not only for you know donating and doing that rap song for me but a very big special thank you for harassing ian about this review and not me <laughs> yeah yeah everybody comes to me because i i pay attention that's right well, they know I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. This is all you got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ralph just looks at your name like, ah, oh, who's this Spick? I don't know him. <laughs> I'm allowed to say Spick. Oh, okay. All right. <coughs> well, thank well, you, dude. You fucking rule, Gabriel, and I uh, appreciate uh, your support and all you've done for us. You're fucking awesome. Yes. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this review, and chances are Justin Childers didn't, just kidding, you little Nazi. Uh, come back next week. Not sure what it's going to be just yet because uh, facing a hurricane here, but I guarantee you it's going to be some more fan-requested episodes. So uh, much like Andrew Jacobs, this shit could go either way. But either way, tune in next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Motherfuck Sammy Hagar. <laughs>